You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a black belt who trains at Divine Jiu-Jitsu and Island Jiu-Jitsu, located in Iwa Beach, Hawaii. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodney Strickland. How you doing, sir? What's going on, my brother? I'm just beautiful day in Honolulu. Man, it looks like a beautiful day. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, first, man, I'd like to um, show my appreciation, man. I appreciate you coming on to the show and uh, talking to uh, talking about jujitsu with me. Yes, sir. All right. Well, without further ado, man, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear your jujitsu journey. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Rodney Gorilla Tom Strickland. Uh, I'm from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Long area, still. Um, I still live there, but I'm currently in Hawaii with my day job. I'm a I'm a tower climber for a telecommunications company, and uh, I just I started jujitsu about about 20 years ago when I was 27. Um, I'm about to turn 48 here in a couple of days now, and uh, okay. it's just been awesome because of my job. I've worked all around the United States uh, and every city that I go to, I train jujitsu in. So I find a place to go. So I get to go to a lot of different schools, get a lot of different perspectives, you know, train with a lot of different people. And it's just been an awesome journey, man. You know, like everybody else, I started out at white belt and then 16 years later, I was promoted to black belt. Uh, and since then, I've I've grown as a as a black belt. It's it's important that you keep growing no matter what. That's the key to it. You keep growing, keep it interesting, keep learning from different people, and and the ju- the jujitsu journey never stops. And there's no. not like an end to it. So. Yeah. yeah, it's I I definitely agree, man. There's no there's no end to this journey we call jujitsu. The third. All right, man. So where'd you so where'd you start training at? You've been doing it for a very long time. Like what got you? Like what got you yes, into sir, I was working as a jailer. I was like with the sheriff's department. And okay. uh, and I heard about a uh, I was a little bit overweight. So I was, you know, I was up touching 300 pounds. So I, I heard about a health and gracie seminar that was happening. And, uh, you know, I heard about Helson through him helping train Hoist and, and all the UFC stuff. So I went to this seminar and I was hooked, man. It was just, I was 27. I was a pretty big guy. So I thought that I could hold my own pretty well. I went to this seminar and I just got handled. It was like <laughs> they knew what they were doing. And uh, I, love with it. I kept kept coming back, found the school after that seminar, and it was uh, it was on from there. It's I just and I've been doing it ever since. 
Man, isn't that crazy when you think like, you know, you being a bigger guy, like, ah, I'll be fine. I can hold my own with these with these small fries. <laughs> yeah. And then they handle you. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about how jujitsu is a very humbling sport when it comes to those people that first walk into the door. Yes, sir. Still, still to this day, man, uh, even, even as a first degree black belt, when you walk into the door of another school that you've never been to before, there may be a purple belt that, that is currently a D1 wrestler or something. You still, you still run into people that will handle you. If I mean, the black belt, like they say, covers two inches and you have to cover the rest. Yeah, cover the rest. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's funny because people think that, you know, just because you're – uh, upper belt or yours, you know, you're such a high rank that you're just supposed to be the master of everything. Nah, <laughs> nah, because I still have trouble with, you know, blues and some white belts even at our, you know, at my own school. So yeah, yeah don't it, let the don't let the color fool you. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's definitely a learning experience every time you run up on somebody that you don't know. You know, yeah comfortable with your guys at your school at the schools that you're that you go to a lot because I, I bounce around from school to school now because you know I travel for work or mm -hmm. whatever. So you get comfortable with the guys at the schools that you actually train at. And then you find a place like here in Hawaii out in Pearl City, I found trilogy MMA. Brother, there is you walk in there, it's you fighting silverbacks from the first time you walk in, you slap hands with somebody to the last guy, 30 guys later, that you roll up. Yeah, and it's straight, straight gorillas, all of them. And you and you just like, man, damn, I'm very out of shape for this guy. <laughs> Whole different breed, man. Whole different breed. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no no problem admitting. My faults, uh, when I got here, I was looking for a super fight. And I know you've heard of fight to win, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I put in with Seth Daniels at fight to win. Hey, you know, I gave him my, my rank and my, and my title and stuff and, and told him I wanted to get a, get a match on fight to win. Well, he came back with Patrick Satchel. And here on the island of Oahu, Satchel is the man. He's, mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, and, and probably in some other places because, man, I've been in a lot of super fights. I've, I've faced a lot of big, giant guys out there. And when, when I walked out to that, to that ring and I seen this dude standing across from me, I was like, man, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, I ended up losing by, by a decision, by a referee decision. Thank God I was able to keep this man from submitting. But even at my rank, I got picked up my back and thrown in an arm bar and had to escape from that. I had to escape from several positions. This guy was a juggernaut. And he wasn't just a big guy, he got a big kill. 
and you had to get out from under him and, and off the side of him everywhere. He, it's like he was a roadblock in my way everywhere I went. And it was, it, it was, a, it was a, hard, a hard fault match just to, not, just to not be submitted, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was happy with that, with me. That, in that particular situation, that was a win for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Survived. <laughs> I mean, that's just a show. Even as a black belt, even as an upper belt, man, you still have to, in some cases, you still have to survive. Yes, sir. That's number one rule. Don't forget where you came from. And don't forget that everybody else out there in that black belt category knows the same thing you know. And some mm -hmm. of them have. Yes, sir. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, because uh, I I um I just recently started competing, and then one of my first uh, tournaments I did, um, I competed at Super Heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and with uh, Grappling Industries, I think their Super Heavy starts at like two twenty something. Yep. So it's like it's like two twenty and up. Yes, sir. So. Yeah, so one of the first guys I I, uh, I faced was about a 6'2", 200 and some odd plus pounds muscle, you know, muscle, so, you know, muscle gorilla guy. And I was, I think I was pushing Bali about one, no, 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 sorry, about 240-ish in that, in, you know, whatever. And dude, I've never felt so light in my life when he went for, he went for like a, like a belly to belly type uh, slam and I was like, dude, there's no way I should be off my feet this easy. No way. <laughs> yeah, they they get you sometimes. They surprise you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is about to be a long day. <laughs> this is about to be a very long, very short day. <laughs> so um, so would you um like you know bounce like you know, visiting a lot of schools, man? What's been some of the craziest things you've seen visiting other schools? Man, you, you see everything from people that are super flexible and you catch them in a, an arm bar or a, or a toe hold or an ankle lock and, they, and it just goes all the way around and it, they don't even flinch. It's like their joints are rubber. And then I've seen like 75 and 80-year-old men that, that whoop up on 25-year-old dudes. I'm... I'm saying because it usually out here in real life, you don't really see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. just out in life in general, but in a jujitsu uh, setting, man, it, it breaks all the rules is what I'm saying. It, it's like- It does. You, you go out there and then I ran into schools that have mat enforcers that if, if you submit a lower belt, then the mad enforcer from that school jumps on you and, you know, tries to wear you out or whatever. And I've been to, to schools that that don't even believe in like doing actual submissions. They they believe in uh, randori, flow rolling. You know what okay. I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like getting to the point of submission, acknowledging that the guy submitted you or or had you in the position to submit you and just keep flowing with it. So it, it, it's a whole bunch of different takes out here, man, from, and I'm talking from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to, you know, Los Angeles, California, all the way, 
out to Hawaii, all the way down to Puerto Rico, uh, Miami, Florida, everywhere from, from end to end. It's just, it's crazy stuff you'll run into out there that, that you're not ready for. Yes, sir. It sounds like it, man. I've as as long as I've been training, I've I've been uh, training for like the past six years. I've only visited maybe what three other, yeah, three other jujitsu uh, gyms, and they like I said, they all been all been different. Yes, sir. You know, some, yeah, because like the one I went to yesterday, a good friend of mine who was on the, he was a, a guest on the show too. His school is they're they're a heavy competition school. Yeah. So from you know from from bell to bell, it was just work 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 work, and I was like, oh, this is something to get used to, <laughs> you know. So because what they do in a whole entire class, you know, we do like partially because we're not a, a competition school. So every now and then we might switch it up a little bit, but this this level of intensity is every day for them. Yes, sir. So it's like get like I'm like you know we're we're repping uh, like we doing like situational drills and everything is like six minutes, six minutes, yep. six minutes. Yep. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. Um, where where from in in the Myrtle Beach area? I'm actually affiliate with three competition schools. You have okay. Honor MMA which has active cage fighters and, you know, pro jiu-jitsu guys. Then you have Legion MMA, which is more of the same. And then you have Typhon Jiu-Jitsu, which is headed by um, a good friend of mine, um, Will. He's, he's one of the, if you're down in the Myrtle Beach area and you've ever been over to Typhon Jiu-Jitsu, you know that Will Schaefer is, is one of the, one of the best guys in that area. You have Sarge Green. He's a really good guy. Um, the, the out there, man, it is so many good schools that come together that it it's just a lot of good jujitsu in in that concentrated area. It's, yeah. it's how good you can get going out there. Shane Briggs at, at Legion. MMA, he's he's another one. He, he he is actually like a I think a second degree black belt and uh under Scott Devine and uh he's phenomenal. It's it's just it's just a circle of out there, it's a circle of competition shark tanks. Every, yeah. every go there's a there's a shark tank, you know? So I mean it's it's just um it's awesome. If you're ever down in that area, I, I suggest you look up those schools, you know, on your on your phone and, and drop through some of them because they're awesome. Some oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I I definitely um, love that atmosphere of a, of a competition school because, um, you know, from the, the, the few times I visited other school, one of our guys who uh, used to train here, he's in, um, he trains in, he's in Atlanta now. So he trains out in um, American top team. And he, you know, he tells us, you know, stuff that goes on there about like their, you know, how their class structure, how, you know, how much work and how intense it is. And I'm, I love that, man. I love that, that atmosphere so much. Yeah. So, 
it's it's a man the, there's like a total difference in when you come from a school that teaches technique and like self-defense and stuff that you know you you got to be ready to defend yourself with but then mm -hmm. you go to a school that that is competition and you're going out there to be the best you're not yeah. putting somebody else down and or, or you're not being you know ungrateful of any of the guys or girls helping you come up but at that moment it's just you and the other guy on the map yeah it's like i was um i was out in um boston and i got the the awesome chance to go to joe lazan's school okay and I, I i met joe and and talked to him for for a little while but he had um Broken a finger, a couple fingers or something, getting ready to fight Cowboy Cerrone. Mm -hmm. But just rolling with Joe's guys because Joe is there and actively teaches at that school, you know, it it was it was all I could handle, man. Just from I think there was like one or two of his brown belts there, all the way down to his white belts, and. Those guys were just, that's a definite competition school. And uh, if you're ever out in Boston and you get the chance to go to Joe Lazon's school, Lazon MMA, go go out there, dude, because it, it will it, it will change your jiu-jitsu because those guys come with, with a different perspective. All right, so you're going to be my tour guide, man. Once I start traveling to these different schools, man, I'm going to just hit you up like, hey, I need some uh, I need some names, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys all over, man, that, that that have awesome schools that you can duck into. Say, say you go somewhere with your job, and you're going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They, these guys will let you come in. You know, do a do a um, not an introductory class, but you know, they'll let you come in and do a do a free class or whatever and, and get some roles in with them and yeah and it's it's awesome man these, these everybody that i've run into like chris mckinney down in, in west virginia beckley he he's an awesome guy he just he just retired from mma after his last fight that he had this this past saturday and uh he's an awesome guy he's one of the, the black belts down in in West Virginia that uh that I had the pleasure of training with uh they're everywhere man um it's just I I'm so blessed to be able to get to travel like I do and connect with these guys mm -hmm. yes sir yeah man I that's one thing I can I can definitely say for sure even with the the you know the small time I have been training uh the jujitsu like the jujitsu community as a whole has been nothing short of amazing um from the from the people that i met through this podcast from like even like the the few people i talked to online man everyone is so welcoming everyone is so humble and everyone i've you know i've talked to is like yeah man no if you're ever in you know north carolina west virginia you know california but you know just you get all these invitations and so many places, man, it's like, you don't see that a lot. 
Yes, sir. It, it's it's everywhere. Like when when I am in um, the Myrtle Beach area, I run Gorilla Time Jiu-Jitsu and Fitness out of my garage, and mm -hmm. I have several people come through. Chris the Constrictor came, Marvin Beast Mode Skipper, all, all these MMA fighters. They come through and they work on their um, jujitsu for MMA with me, you know, it, because certain people want to target certain things and and you have to, you know, shut the rest of it. Like if you're doing sport jujitsu and you want to flip to jujitsu for MMA because you're about to get in the cage, you have to shut some of that uh, sport jujitsu stuff that you do off because it'll get you knocked out in the cage you know what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. so people like to come through and specialize in things and uh they they all trust me because i'm i'm well known in that in that area everybody knows gorilla time you know uh it's it's awesome and and actually a, a lot of people all over here in hawaii uh in texas uh, Arizona, Oklahoma, different places like that. People have seen me repeatedly and know me as Gorilla Time, you know? It's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm trying to build a family, you know what I'm saying? My my, my extended jiu-jitsu family, anywhere I'm at, you know, if, if anybody needed help training and, and they didn't have one of their partners had to work or whatever and I was in their area, I'll be more than glad to come and help you train because usually when I'm away from home, I do this job and go to the hotel. And I'm either at a jujitsu place anywhere, I find a spot anyway, or I go to the gym and do some cardio or weight training. So yeah, that's how I live my life, man. I try I try to be all about it. Man, it's, that's the best life to have, man. It's, you know, He's like you said, building that, building that foundation, building that family, man, just to be able to just go anywhere and be comfortable. You know, you know, you have a jujitsu home somewhere, somewhere in the yes. States, right? Well, right now, uh, Island Jiu-Jitsu in Ever Beach, Hawaii, Nick Alcaron, he's the instructor out there. That's my jujitsu home right now. And, but by by being blessed and the glory of God himself, the last guy that I competed against introduced me to all his silverbacks over at Trilogy because I, I am a heavyweight. I'm, I'm walking around at about 249 to 253 right now. So I, I needed a little heavier guys that, that, that are higher level to train with. And man, Patrick Statue introduced me to Desi and Kyle at Trilogy MMA in Pearl City on Oahu. And man, they gave me all I could handle. That's <laughs> 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 brother is, man. Yeah, you told a whoop every time you go in there. Somebody gets you. I don't I don't care how high your um your confidence level is, I don't care. If you have an attitude, people in there will adjust you. It's, mm -hmm. they, they got somebody for every occasion, every occasion you can think of. Yes, sir. Oh, man. 
So like when you when you like sit down and, and and like look back at this this journey that you had, like did you ever imagine that you would be so involved and so committed in in jujitsu like this? No, actually, I just thought when when I first started, I just thought, okay, this looks pretty cool. And at this point, I'm fat. I need to lose some. <laughs> I'm over 300 pounds to lose some weight. And what, an eye-opener for me is when I went into the school, it was a school in uh, Georgetown, uh, South Carolina, and um, which is, you know, not too far down the road from Conway. And when I went to the, the Health and Gracie seminar, there was a purple belt female there that put it on me i mean i you couldn't get her off your back she was just like a competition you know does naga and new every weekend and, and i was a you know fat ball-headed guy who didn't really thought he could handle his own but really didn't know what he was doing and uh it's been so long ago that embarrassingly, I can't even remember her name, but if I did remember her name, I would broadcast it and let <laughs> look out for her. She's got to be a black belt or higher now. Got to be second or third degree black belt. She she, she put it on me, and then I that, that's when I said, damn, you're dealing with inmates every day. <laughs> and so far, you know, I was doing pretty good. I, and you know, I've been able to control most of the inmates that I that I had to, but I go in here and this little 135 pound purple belt female touched me up. And I she brought me a bottle of water when I was sitting up against the wall out of breath, sweat running face. She brings me a bottle of water and says, Hey, that, don't take it too hard. It happens to everybody. Like, <laughs> and here I am, you know. Yes, so. Oh my goodness, man. That's yeah. hilarious. That's funny. That is hilarious. But yeah, man, I think everyone has that that humbling experience when it comes to jujitsu. And you know, it's up to you to take it as a as learning experience, or are you gonna let it, you know, break your e uh, break your ego, man. But yes, yeah, because when uh, the first time I uh, the first time I trained, I uh, I rode with an older guy, and I knew I had a you know a good thirty pounds on him at least. Man, it it felt like I could do absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So yeah, so after that first day, man, I was like, nah, I, I gotta figure this out. I gotta learn this. Like, mm -mm, there is no way someone this small should be able to control me the way that they did. So, yes. man, yes, I, I, if you are uh, ever go to another another guy that came up with me, if you ever go out, I don't know if you ever go to Houston, Texas. No, I haven't been. But, out in Houston, Texas, at Dark Side, there is a guy named Scott Pezzel. That's that's a real beast, and his Dark Side is it's it's a competition school. That, that's another one out there when you just on your 
job trips or whatever if if you ever run into that place they'll they'll put it on you <laughs> if you go in <laughs> yes sir yeah because i've been i've been actually looking for other schools to visit uh here in detroit um uh we don't there's they're, they're slowly but surely popping up i think like a 10th planet just recently opened up in royal oak that's not too far from me um so it's it's awesome to see the community grow and just being able to find like so many different places to see so many different styles and outlooks and opinion on jujitsu man it's really been an eye-opener really been eye-opener you would have to mention the one place i've never done jujitsu in michigan oh, planet oh yeah. michigan oh really at all i've i've never done jujitsu in in detroit or anywhere else in michigan for that matter that's one state that i missed yes sir oh, man you got it well gotta make it gotta make it a point now maryland all of those i've mm -hmm. been into but i i just missed michigan completely <laughs> yes sir yeah, we got we got a, we got a quite a few man we got a quite a few good uh heavy hitter schools here in michigan man so yeah so yeah so when um so when was your when, when was your last uh super fight it was i want to say february 26th this past this past february okay so do you do mainly do you mainly do super fights or you do I or you compete like in tournaments as well? I, I compete in tournaments when I when I can, when when I'm able to, and there's one in my area, but like super like I get into super fights because I'm out there and I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, we got Battle of the Beast going on. You know, uh such and such and so-and-so is doing it, you know, and I put my name in the pot and they give me a fight, fight to win, um, serious submission grappling, you know, different, just different um, companies that, that do jujitsu super fights. And uh, I think the, the last Naga that I was a part of was like Naga 2019, or something okay. like, a, like a tournament style and mm -hmm. everything since then has been like super fights or you know fight the wins yeah yeah fight the wins stuff like that yeah but i'm 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 open to to get in because i went and uh helped coach some people at the triple crown here in hawaii out in wailua um a couple months ago but i didn't actually compete myself because when I went to compete, they didn't say they had a black belt, um, you know, level there. It was everybody that was competing was brown belts on down. And I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have black belts out there to uh, compete or not. So when I got out there, like after a few hours of being there, there were people already bracketed up and the bracket was closed and there was like mm. a black belts maybe two or three competing with each other and uh, I missed that one but I'm I'm looking to get in on the next one like there's a world series of jiu-jitsu coming through the, either this island or or big island and I'm I'm looking to either do it on Oahu or fly out to 
uh, Big Island to do it. So yeah, I want I want to get into more tournaments and stuff, but I've just had the opportunity to fight the guys to do the super fights because I, I want to test myself against the best in an area. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you can do that at a at a tournament too because they're there as well, but. When you do the super fights, it gets showcased, and you know the map doesn't lie. You, oh yeah, all your oh, yeah. exposed, yeah, and and they can see it, and it's just you and the other guy under the lights, and it's you know usually on pay per view and live stream and everything else. So that, that's what I like about um about the super fights as opposed to like Naga and New Breed usually. If that's streamed, it's within a, a closed stream, you know, a, a limited amount of people can can see it. But when they do these super fights, like you can look up Fight to Win, they're in Texas one day, uh, Mississippi the next, Hawaii the next, California the next. They got all these opens and it's all pay-per-view. And you know, mm -hmm. anybody in the world can, you know, pay for it and watch it and you get more coverage that way and get your name out there you know whether that's good or bad i, I i'm not you know i the jury's still out on whether that's a good or a bad <laughs> but i just i just like to to be out there active in that world and yes i'll do i'll do tournaments that come through that i'm able to go to i'll definitely do those but anytime i i don't turn down any super fight I, yeah. I, I don't care who they give me. It's just, I, it's not in my blood to turn it down. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've, you know, ever since I've gotten my brown belt and I've been given the opportunity to like, well, I guess kind of like train more um, with the people that I've met. And like, I, I, I really starting to, I'm really starting to fall in love with that, that competitive scene and I'm like, you know, trying to eventually branch off into that, like the super fights and the fight to wins and, you know, the just like submission only uh, competitions and just looking at um, some of the, you know, some of the matches I've seen and, you know, just whatnot. I'm like, oof, man, that I have a lot to go as far as like my work, my work ethic, uh, like cardio and stuff like that, man. So I'm excited to push, you know, to have another goal to push towards to in jujitsu. And man, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to think about, you know, eventually doing that one day. Yes, sir. And as a as a black belt talking to a brown belt that's next in line to be a black belt and be at the black belt competition level. Bro, it, at all those other levels, most of the time, you can get by on some strength. You can you can get by on some, I don't want to call it luck because there's really no such thing as luck, but you, you know what I'm talking about. If you, yeah. if you, you can get by with being heavy. You can get by with being a little stronger than the other guy. But when you hit that black belt level, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different it game. Doesn't matter that there there ain't no weight classes. I mean, there are weight classes in in some of the competitions or whatever, but 
Don't think because you're a 250-pound black belt that a 135-pound black belt won't come put it on you. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's all you, you have to get more. And I'm just telling you, you need to get more in-depth in your escapes and, and sweeps and setting up angles and positions where, where you can get more of an advantage uh, as opposed to going straight gusto for the, for the sub. You, it's a lot more planning and cerebral stuff that goes in because these guys out here, man, they've been doing it for years. Yeah. Masters at it. Like, I mean, imagine, imagine being on the mat with Gordon Ryan. <laughs> you, you know, that was, everybody wants to be on the mat with Gordon Ryan because yeah. you know, but when you're on the mat with Gordon Ryan, you know there's a 50-50 chance he's going to embarrass you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's you, you, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that when you get out here at this, this black belt level, these yeah, another beast. Yeah, I've seen, I've got a taste of it, man. Uh, with the, the, the couple of times I competed at a brown belt and I've seen these guys work, man. It's like, yeah, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm still a couple steps behind, but I'm willing to put the work in, man. I'm, I've been trying to stay focused on it um, and train as much as I possibly can and go after it, man. Yes, sir. So it's 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 been a it's been a it's it's been a definitely been an eye-opening experience because uh, at, at my school we're we're more traditional, we're more self-defense, you know, with jujitsu, so. Um, seeing like, you know, these other schools and how they work and how they, how they push and push and push and push and push. I'm like, man, that is what I feel like I've been kind of like missing in jujitsu is that, that hard, hard rolling, that hard work ethic from, from jujitsu. Yes, sir. And uh, another thing is, if, and I, I'm talking to everybody, including mm -hmm. myself, because a lot of guys get, get caught up in jujitsu as a whole. It, it helps you a lot if you get into other things as well. Like if you're a jujitsu guy and you're 100% and you're you know, to the wall with it, step into a striking class once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Get, get and learn how to use your jujitsu while somebody is striking you or learn yeah. how defend against strikes while you're using your jiu-jitsu. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. Once you say you you think you've mastered what what you know is sport jiu-jitsu or, or, you know, submission jiu-jitsu, then there's a whole different world to get into where mm -hmm. you're doing jiu-jitsu as opposed to somebody striking you or kicking you or or whatever, you know? And that's another yeah. thing a lot of jujitsu guys need to get into and cross train because because that, that's a whole nother area that you you have to open up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I I love that because my my school when we like when we test for our next rank, that's a part of our test is self defense. Yes, sir. You know, defend against someone who's striking you. You know, from different positions, mount side control if they got your back. You know, turtle position. So. We get hit. 
Yes, and, exactly. you know, one of the models is if you can't do this while someone is hitting you, then you can't do it at all. That's right. So That's right. you can't do it while being striked on or, or or somebody is throwing punches or kicks or whatever the case may be. And you can't defend yourself from it. Then it's it's pretty much you got to go back to the drawing board to make sure you tighten that gap up where you don't have that gap in your game, you know? Yeah. Because I have actually been on the mat doing jujitsu in a regular tournament, like, you know, back in the day, Naga, New Breed, wherever, and you get hit with elbows, you're spinning to side mount, somebody cracks you in the head with a knee, you know, you get you get struck in jujitsu more than people think. Yeah. yeah. But elbows kicked in the face, you know. You know all all kind of stuff, and you and you just have to be ready for that because that's the nature of the game. It's a it's a gritty game out there when you get into the competition side of it, and you just have to be ready for it. You know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's to the point now where like some of the people that we roll with, you know, we'll be rolling, and we'll like clash heads or throw an elbow or something. We don't stop. We'll slow nope. down. <laughs> but hey, you all right? All right, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't caught a couple headbutts, you know, a knee to the chin, you know, cross, elbow across the jaw, like, you know, a, a gouge and everything else, man. So it, you just got to accept it and keep moving. Yes, it's, sir. it's bound to happen. You're thinking, you know, you're, you're flinging your body all which ways and you're trying to, you know, beat them to the punch. Eventually something's going to collide. Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, because we... Cause we had a, um one of our training partners he um they was uh working from stand up and I don't know how he managed to do this but he ducked under and I guess the way he went he kind of like kneaded himself in the face oh my and, god and cut it you know he had a you know little cut across his eye and you know he got it stitched up and he was back next week you know back at it again so yes sir that's that's the name of the game. Yeah, that is that is the name. That is the name of the game, the nature of the beast. Yes, sir. So Rodney, man, I know you've been around you've been around the block a couple of times, man, when it comes to jujitsu. So it's probably this list uh you probably already fulfilled fulfilled it, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Uh past or present, man, who are some people you would love to get a chance to roll with? Um like I said, I was I was down at Joe Lazon's place, and his hand was injured from uh, from training for the Cerrone fight. So I would love to get a chance to roll with Joe because I know I would learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And it, if I if I was ever able to, I would love to to roll with Rusamar Pajares. He he's yeah. one of the guys that stands out in my mind as a, as a great submission artist. You know, uh, Babaluso Brawl. Um, you know, just everybody. Um, Cruz that that won the uh, the ADCC West Coast last year. Okay. Uh, Elder Cruz. If I was ever able to get to where I could roll with him, I would love to roll with him. Uh, there's a bunch of names of the people that I've been around and uh, 
and that I haven't gotten a chance to roll with, but I would definitely like to seize the opportunity. Um, it's, I'm yeah. there's, there's so much going on in my life that, that some names are escaping me, but yeah. No, I, I get it, man. It's, it's hard to narrow narrow that list down. It's, it's definitely hard to narrow the list down because you want to say everybody, but we, trust me, I, I get it. I definitely get it. Yes, sir. All right, Rodney, man, unless you got any questions for me, man, if you want to update the people on what you got going on, shout out your schools, man. And um, yeah, man, the floor is all yours. Well, uh, I was just going to ask you, do you have a large school? You you said that you, you have your own school. I didn't know that you have a large school or maybe. No, well, I, no we're, we're pretty small. Like our, we got like 12 people, give or take. Yes, yeah, sir. We're, 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 you know, starting to grow back again. Because if I come through Michigan in my travels, I'm going to hit you up. And I Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. We'd love to have you. We, we're a small school, but we're predominantly big guys. Yeah. If anybody sees this, I just want to, you know, the schools that I mentioned, uh, Typhon Jiu-Jitsu, Honor MMA, Legion MMA, uh, Allen Jiu-Jitsu and Trilogy MMA. Those, those are all the, the schools that I want to give a shout out to. And if anybody that's listening in, in our whole Jiu-Jitsu community, these people over in Maui, Hawaii, just just had a terrible fire. It was a, a yeah. disaster. And if they can send prayers and even help in any way, you know, look up and be able to, to, you know, help the people of Maui out at all. That would be awesome. I just want to put it out there that I, you know, I'm praying for them because I moved to this island just about seven months ago, but I love it. I don't really mm -hmm. want to leave, you know, you know, but uh, yeah, that, that's all I got for you, man. It, I hope, I hope it was a, you know, a good showing for you. Oh, yeah, man, it was definitely, definitely an honor, man, to talk to you, man, um, and hear about all the all the experiences you had with jujitsu for sure. Yes, sir. But yeah, well, if you ever in Michigan, if I ever catch you in Hawaii, man, I would love to sit down, sit on the mats with you. Yes, sir. All right, Rodney, man, I appreciate you, man, and that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Rodney one more time for coming on the show and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge, man. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. What's up? Thank you.